0: Hello, welcome to the People Who Play Kandama podcast. I am your host, Isaac Turner. I have been playing Kenama for about five years now. I'm also the owner of Lotus Kandamas. Um And this is your first time listening because this is the very first podcast. Uh, so in this podcast, our goal is to interview people who play Kandama, uh, learn about their backgrounds and how Kandama has influenced them. Uh, the first guest ever is Jacob Treble, uh, you probably just heard of him winning the Sweets Kanama Competition Invitational 2. Um, he's been part of the Kanama scene for seven to eight years now. He's based in uh, Minnesota and enjoyed the podcast. I just was looking you up here and I saw that you, uh, on Sweets Kanama's YouTube channel, there is a video of you doing uh, around Tunbridge balls, yeah. <laughs> or Swingers. That was a uh, while ago. Yeah, I think it was like back in 2016 or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like, I remember going to Kendama Club at Sweets one day, and I was like, everyone was talking about Tunbridge Wells for some reason. Yeah. I, I bet I could do Tunbridge with like quad gunslingers. And I told everyone, like, I'm going to go home and film this tonight, and I ended up getting it, even though it was a crazy trip. You got it in one night? One night. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, and then Sweets posted it. It kind of blew up, and, like, for, like, a little while, I was, like, known as the person who did Tunbridge with quad gunslingers.
0: Yeah, Yeah, right. right. Yeah, I feel like every Kanama – I guess you could say, like, a Kanama pro. At one point, they took on the Tunbridge Wells uh, challenge, you know. I guess it was quad gunslingers, like, a, a trick that you would always do. Is that a trick that you felt really comfortable with?
1: yeah like when i was starting out with kendama maybe like two years in i was obsessed with gunslingers like that was my favorite trick by far and i was like the best at gunslingers at the time cool like i think i was the first person to do like a seven gunslinger okay um, and yeah so gunslinger for my trick quad gunslingers were like that was my go-to trick and so When everyone was obsessed with Tunbridge, I was like, quad gunslingers is what I could do. Was
0: it a long grind?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think it was. It was probably like four or five hours or something. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you can see on the, you know, like after you land a trick, um, people just tell you, you know, by your face, you can just see if it was a relief or if it's... Uh, a surprising lace and I think it was kind of half and half like you're okay I got it one night I did it but you can also tell that it was definitely a grind
1: mm-hmm. yeah I used to grind for tricks like I remember there was one trick it, it wasn't even that crazy of a trick it was like inward stilt it was like something with an inward stilt cushion which is hard but but it didn't like blow up or anything and I think I used to go to my film spot like I went there like every day for two weeks and I think I put in like over 30 hours for just filming that launcher. what would you say is the trick that you grinded the most on uh it was probably that one it was like I think it was inward still double flip cushion and back to inward still which is it's like a really random trick to have grinded really long for but yeah I think it was yeah that.
0: Yeah, there's one. some of the tricks that I have too where it uh, just kind of pops in my head and I don't really know how hard it's going to be. Yeah. But I end up just having to chase it. And you know, I guess when you feel that this is like a random trick, it's not like this crazy trick for you. Maybe it's a little more frustrating and grind. But, you know, <laughs> you're still getting the satisfaction of landing it.
1: Yeah, I kind of like have to keep going for it until I get it. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. I think most
1: Kanaba players probably have that same – personality trait when did you start playing uh i started playing back in like 2013 i think yeah i've been playing for like seven eight years it was i started playing in seventh grade it like blew up as a massive trend at my school like every single kid had one um and so i'd like go in like an hour early to school every day and go play economic against everybody try and like become better than everybody and stuff like that and just have fun playing with friends and that too. And uh, and basically over the summer it died and I came back to school. No one else played besides for like me and like a few people. And then I just kind of stuck with it, started going to competitions. And yeah, that's basically it.
0: Cool. Cool. So that was back in seventh grade. Was that, where are you from?
1: I'm from uh, Minnesota from Celsius, it's like like half an hour west of the Twin Cities.
0: Okay. Okay. And then was that, I mean, you know, Sweets is obviously from Minneapolis. Is that, was it big in a lot of schools or was it just kind of like randomly popping up in different schools?
1: Yeah, it was kind of randomly popping up, but it was big like all over the Twin Cities sort of. Okay. Like it's popping up in different schools and like blowing up. And it was sort of at the time where Sweets was like, blowing up quite a bit and so they were hosting local competitions uh kendama club started up like maybe a year or two after i started playing and i went there like every single week um yeah
0: cool yeah why do you think that i always like to ask this question but why do you think that you initially found interest
1: in kendama well initially i didn't Like, I'm always, I'm sort of always the type of person that when there's a big trend or something, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to do the big trend that everyone is doing. Right. Like, uh, with fidget spinners or like Fortnite or whatever, like, uh, I never really get into it right away. I'm naturally like repelled by the big trends, I guess. And Kendama was that big trend. And so for like two or three months. Um, It was massive at my school and I didn't play at all. Like, everyone had a kendama, and I didn't have one. Um, But then I sort of, I tried it out, like, and sort of started playing with my friends occasionally. And then I was like, okay, I have to go to the mall and buy a kendama Because that's where everyone got one, was the local mall. And so, I went and got one and then I just, I was hooked, like, I just couldn't stop playing. I, yeah. I don't know what it is, it's just, it's the nature of kandama, the sort of like addictive side of it where you're t- constantly trying to go for new tricks and like, yeah, I was just pulled in. I don't really yeah. know what it is, but yeah.
0: Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in the day, I always been interested in this because I came from a background where no one played kanama around me, mm-hmm. um, but how have you seen kanama blow up, like in America and then also in the world? Um, do you feel like it's it's the biggest it's ever been?
1: Right now, yeah. Um, well, I've actually done quite a bit of research into this. Uh, a lot of it because I had my own kanama company and stuff like that. Uh, it was really really big in like 2014 2015 if you look at the the google trends it's actually lower than it's it's not at its peak like it hasn't been consistently growing obviously there's lots of ups and downs um but there definitely is still like there's still a lot of potential for it right i just don't know yeah Yeah. I see a lot more potential with it than there is like right now. I think there could be a lot more Canama players out there and there's still a lot of room to grow. Uh, It's just a matter of figuring out how to introduce it to more people, into people that would love it as much as we do. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Yeah, you wanna talk about Cobra too?
1: Sure. What do you wanna know?
0: Uh, I guess what was initially the reason I guess to start, you know, wh- why you got started with it. Um, yeah, you want to start there? Sure.
1: Yeah, so Cobra Kandama was my first business. It was my first. Uh, basically, like, I was obsessed with Kandama, but I was trying to figure out, like, I was so deep into this. And I mainly just played because I really enjoyed it and I, I loved hanging out with friends that play Kandama. I love just haven't fun and playing right. Um but I was trying to figure out, like, how can I sort of tie this into, like, my future? Since I'm, since I'm spending so much time doing this, how can I sort of, like, tie this into my future? And basically, I sort of realized that I wanted to be an entrepreneur in the future. Like, I was, I sort of found that same obsession for business as I did with Kandama, And it's because it just really interests me. And so I was like, okay, well, I could start a canola business. And I didn't really know what I was doing or anything. But uh, basically, I just started doing tons of different research. I I bought a lathe and started handmaking them myself first um, until I uh, came up with like a design I really like. I spent like the entire summer down in my basement. Handmaking kanamas, testing out different shapes, stuff like that, and then um, ended up finding a manufacturer, uh, working with them, manufacturing in China. It's basically the, the company that makes kanamas for all the, all the big kanama companies. Um, did a big batch. Once I got them, I realized I didn't know how to sell them. Like, like uh, basically, I expected to sell a whole bunch of kanamas right away but I sold one in like the first week and I was like, oh shoot, I have this box of 500 kanamas. Like I need to figure out what to do with these. So then I learned uh, sales and marketing and doing all of that and building a community, building a brand trying to make kanamas that people enjoyed. And yeah, it was just a learning experience for me. Like I wanted to learn business and I thought that since I was so interested with kin- Nama, that would be the best way for me to start. And I also just really like spreading Kandama, introducing it to more people since it's something that has been great for my life. So,
0: right. yeah. How old were you when you uh, started Cobra?
1: Uh, I was like 14, I think.
0: Okay. And then you started Kandama in seventh
1: grade. So maybe four years earlier, three years earlier. Yeah, I was like, I think I was 13 when I started uh or yeah, thirteen when I started playing Kanama, like sort of maybe the end of fourteen when I started working on Cobra Kanama, but it wasn't until I was sixteen when I just turned sixteen when I actually launched and started selling them. I had a long period where I was like trying to design a really good Kanama and like talking to the factories and just like doing all of that. I didn't get started right away.
0: Right. Um, and then you want to kind of talk about, I, I'm interested to hear where Kandama plays a life, uh, or sorry, plays a role in your life now. And then also Cobra, like obviously, you know, aware that you've kind of moved on to different um, business passions. Uh, but you want to just kind of, I guess, yeah, I just want to touch on Cobra uh, right now.
1: Yeah. So Cobra right now, um, I shut down Cobra like, a year and a half ago. I think Um, I'm probably not going to start a Kandama business again. I'm probably not going to start Cobra back up. I mean, you never know. Um, I'd be more interested in, I don't know. Now at this point, I just play Kandama for fun. Um, I don't really have any, I don't really play to try and promote my business or anything like that I just play purely for fun at this point and I kind of like that I don't really want to mess that up and I guess I see I see myself doing other types of businesses for like my career and so I would rather just play kanama for fun enjoy it go to kanamas, hang out with my kanama friends um and just do that and then just keep it separate from my business stuff, which is something different. And I think there's still a lot of potential for Kandama companies. I think Kandama is going to, I think it'll reach a point where it's going to be bigger than it ever has. Hopefully, hopefully it can be, you know, a really big thing. I think it helps a lot of people and a lot of people really enjoy it. So I could see it being that because Kandama is awesome. So yeah, I hope that that happens, but I don't think I'm the right person to, Build a big Kandama company, I guess.
0: With Kandama now, um, obviously you're not posting much on Instagram, and I think a lot of people take that as uh, quitting because everyone's on Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. I, know, I remember like a situation with like Keith Matsumura where he just didn't post for a while, but uh, you know, people said he still played, but everyone was just like commenting on his last post saying, "Come back, come yeah. back." <laughs> and I guess you know, in this day and age, if you don't post, that means you quit. But obviously, you're still playing. You took first in the 2020 Sweets (laughs) Invitational. You beat out amazing players. Uh, It was so exciting to see. Mm -hmm. Um, So how much do you play Kanama today, and, you know, what role does it have right now?
1: Yeah, so I used to play Kanama like, eight hours a day when I was first starting. But now it's more like I sometimes play Kanama. Like, I play Kanama maybe a few hours a week, maybe, like two or three hours a week or something like that. Um, I still really enjoy it. I haven't quit. I probably won't quit any more than like, I, I I mean, I haven't quit. I just don't play that much anymore. I'll probably continue to play this much for a while just because it's fun. I'll continue to go to competitions. Um, probably won't post a lot. I, trying to, like, stay away from social media um, just so I can be more focused. And, yeah, I, s- just, I just play kanama for fun because it's one of my favorite things in the world. Are you still going to be hitting events and competing and stuff? Yep, definitely. I'll still be competing. Um, I've actually been doing a lot better in competitions, now that I don't <laughs> play that much, which is weird. But, yeah, competitions are so fun. Competitions, like... Go hang out with all my Kanama buddies that I get to barely see. Um, Competing is super fun. And, yeah, I'm definitely not going to stop going to Kanama. It's one of my favorite things.
0: Yeah, I know you got uh, third in Battle at the Border 2020 Open division. And then you Mm -hmm. also did well in a KWC, right?
1: Yeah, 2016 KWC, I got uh, ninth overall. And I got third in freestyle had of freestyle competition too. Do you like competing? Yeah, yeah. And now especially, I love competing. Now, I the, the thing is, I used to be one of the most like shaky, nervous competitors ever. Like w- when I would go on stage, everyone like afterwards would be like telling me how much it looked like I was shaking because I was, <laughs> and yeah, it was it was bad. But now. N- I guess now that I I don't take it as seriously since I play less, I do way better. Now I'm able to just go on stage and use the pressure to sort of just become more focused. Whereas in the past I would let it make me nervous. And I, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how you like, I don't know how you make that change, but but I've been able to make that change, and I compete way better now.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I hear the shakiness problem from everyone, you know, whether they're going on the stage for the first time or they've been on stage, you know, 20 times. But
1: mm-hmm. I think it's
0: maybe, you know, when it comes to the pressure, most people grab a kinamo, they're playing with friends, or playing by themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have this other element of performing, which is not what you're used to at all. Right. I mean, you're yeah. just used to playing by yourself and trying to trick as many times as it takes to land it. Mm-hmm. But when you look at like other sports, basketball, soccer, when you're growing up, all, every practice is aimed for performing. Every practice is aimed for competition. Yep. And it's a uh, pretty interesting, I've always been an athletic guy. Did
1: you, did you play sports? Uh, I played football and baseball from like right. seventh grade until I think football was seventh or not seventh grade, third grade until 10th grade, and then baseball was like third grade until ninth grade. Both of them I stopped mainly because I wanted to play more kendama, to be honest. <laughs> awesome. like, like I literally quit to focus on kendama, which seemed like a weird thing, but kendama was my thing. Right. And I wanted to become good. You, better. Yeah. When did you make the decision, you know,
0: between just playing with friends, playing casually to like, you know, making this a big part of
1: your life and, and really committing yourself to it? uh well it always kind of has been like from the the start i didn't really start with like the intention of uh being a competitor or whatever i just really really loved it so i played eight hours a day and because of that i got really good and then because i was really good started going to competitions and doing well at them like my first major competition i went to i flew out to seattle For I think it was 2013 yeah I think it was 2013 battle in Seattle um and it was the first competition I ever flew out to first major competitions and I ended up winning the open or the they didn't have open division it was just advanced division I ended up winning and so that was like my realization that I need to start going to all the competitions and that I'm like pretty good and um, I'm also competitive so I always had like the dream in my head where it's like it'd be so cool to be able to do just all these crazy tricks like it's nothing and now I can do all those tricks (laughs) I also just like I practice super hard for competitions I was just obsessed with it like I have a natural like that's just the way I'm wired I get super into it I never like like made the decision to to be a competitor, it just kind of, like, happened, I guess.
0: Yeah. How was competing in, in KWC, because obviously that's a different format compared to freestyle Open Division that we see in American comps. You know, that has qualifying rounds, and you're learning a bunch of tricks, and you kind of set up your own um, round to do. But what was, what was that like from, like, a competition aspect?
1: Uh, it's more nerve-wracking, I would say. Because okay. you just get one shot, and if you mess it up, you're just screwed, basically. Um yeah, so that was tough. I barely made qualifying. I was literally the last person to make qualifying. Um like the the scores were like it was like 71, 71, 70, 70, 70. And then the last spot it dropped down to 67, and that was me that got in. So I like I got super lucky. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's it's more nerve-wracking. You get a little more creativity to like do what you want and design your rounds, but yeah, it's fun.
0: How is preparing? Do You want to actually just talk about preparation? I'd love to hear that. I mean, just the fact that you've done pretty well over the last few comps. Um, what what is like your preparation like? And how much are you practicing? How much are you honing on, honing honing in on the tricks
1: for just like general competitions?
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I would say now over the years, my approach to competitions is like quite a bit different. So I think there's a few different things that help you do well. One of them is just being a really good player overall and making sure that you have all the competition tricks down. Like I wouldn't say go over the top practicing them, just make sure that you can do the competition tricks and then The next part of it is you definitely wanna hone in the day of for like two to three hours. That's like a major thing. If you get honed in the day of that'll help a ton. Um, And the last thing is the thing with nerves. So I would say that's like the biggest difference between really good competitors and players who are good, but not good competitors. Uh, Like most of the best competitors like all the top players that do super good in like all the competitions uh, like the Gallaghers um, yeah the Gallaghers and just the other really good competitors they don't get the shapes like they're still in focus on the stage and so that's the thing where I think it actually helps to not practice a ton for competitions because then you're going to get less nervous about it and just not just be being excited and like just being excited and ready and like focused when you go on stage, mainly being excited rather than like nervous or scared because like being really focused and honed in on stage is like the difference. Mm. Makes sense. Rather than being shaky, I would say. Mm -hmm. Taking
0: like a step back here. Um, Always curious to ask like you know you've been around Kadama, obviously for a while. I mean there's people longer than you, but you know you are obviously you know twenty thirteen is is uh it's it's the early days
1: a long time
0: um, yeah <laughs> what was it like uh i mean what what were like your you know looking at other players at the community who were you like your biggest influences but what was it like meeting them you know do you want to talk about that kinda
1: sure sure, I think. Hmm. Let me think. I mean, there's obviously a lot of players. I remember originally I was like obsessed with this Zach Yord video. It's like, like <laughs> Zach Yord edit three or whatever. He was the best player like back in the day. Um, I don't think I ever really like met him though. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't think I've met him honestly. And I think, obviously like Swedes I was super excited to meet Swedes yeah. um, honestly I don't know I had all, I was just like all the pros that's why competitions are so cool because you go there and it's like all of your idols are around you and you get to meet them and play can and stuff like that which is really yeah. cool and now yeah now all those players are just more of like my friends and stuff like that yeah. um but originally yeah competitions competitions are safe because of that yeah, <laughs> For sure. yeah definitely
0: um so you know the last seven to eight years of playing have you found that there are has i guess has your goal been to get good at every range of tricks or have you been more focused on specific tricks that I know, you know, once you're looking at like pros that have been a while, been playing for a while, you can tell that they have a certain style. Um, mm-hmm. if you look at like, you know, Wyatt Bray is a pretty good example. Um, obviously mm-hmm. he's great at all tricks, but he definitely, you know, focuses on certain tricks and, and he, you can tell what tricks he enjoys to, um, to try out. But how about like how does that you know resonate with you? Is there certain tricks that you feel that you're you're better at or that you're more interested in, or is it just more of like a range of, of whatever?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was like first getting into it, I loved gunslingers, and that's like all I did. Yeah. I wanted to be the best at gunslingers, so I did, did tons of gunslingers. And it was the trick I liked to do the most, so I did that. But then once you get to a certain point, it's like you can't really do that much more with gunslingers. And so then I started to expand into different tricks and now, now I just, I do like everything. I like all different types of tricks. Um, and with, with competition, like if you want to be a good competitor, you have to be well-rounded and really consistent at like all the basics. And so I like to do that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny how, like, you know, when you p- pick up a kanama there's just – if you're not really thinking, you just kind of tend to do the same tricks every time, like in one warming up, you know, whatever those tricks are. Um, <clears throat> and then you can kind of get into a different mindset of, like, chasing a specific trick and trying that out.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, – On one trick, it's like I have, I have to go until I get it.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. And I guess as you've been playing, as you, as I mean, I've been playing for like five years now. So not as long as you, but so still uh, a, a long time. time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I find that I, I don't know. I try to think of back when I started playing. Every trick was new to me, so I didn't know what I was good at, what I wasn't good at, um, and it was. It's just interesting to think about that. You know, like how much time, you know, it takes effort to learn something new, right? And um, it's interesting to think about if I am grinding different tricks as much as I did back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess what, you know, it, it's also interesting to think about like what makes a good kanama player good? You know, what, what makes, is it is it uh, learning new tricks? Is it honing in old tricks? It's probably a combination of all of them, you know?
1: Yeah, I think it's, so I was trying to like push your limits with right. tricks, I think, yeah, trying to, trying to push your limits with tricks, I think. And, and I guess even just practicing old tricks too and becoming more consistent at them, honestly, it's just the amount of focus and time you put into it, I think, is what makes somebody good. Right. Right. Right.
0: So what do you think about the community aspect uh, the companies in the scene right now, uh, the players in the scene, and I guess how, how Kandama is looked at now compared to back, you know, when you started playing or back in the earlier days of 2013, 2014.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, back then it was all kids. Like it was all, all, it like blew up in middle schools and stuff all over the place. And now it's sort of evolved into like young adults, I feel like all of, all of us that have kept playing, we're all like young adults now. And it's sort of starting to blow up within that community more, which is kind of interesting. It's nice for me, because that's sort of like who I am. But yeah, it's definitely shifted a lot for sure. Yeah, I'd say that's the biggest change for sure. Right. As far as yeah. the uh, wait, what? Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, as far as like the Kanama companies, I remember Konami Co. was huge back in the day, and then that shut down, and then now it's sweets. Chrome has blown up. Konami USA is still big. Yeah, I think that's yeah. basically the only changes that have happened with that. Right. 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 Motus is blowing out.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Um, and then you have, you know, uh, the No Jumper Kandama 2, which was a really interesting uh, take on a Kandama company. You know, it was someone who was already influential, um, you know, versus a company that's, that starts from the roots, that starts from the bottom. It was somebody who was already influential, already had a fan base, found Kandama through suites, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then took on um, being a Kanama company and stuff like that. I, I'm interested. I wonder if that's going to happen more, you know? I don't know if there's other, other, good, other companies, you know, that are already existing that find Kinama, um, find the value in it that, that we see, and then start selling them.
1: Yeah, I mean, No Jumper has gotten a lot of different – like, it's gotten tons of new people into it. If you think of, like – most of the big companies sell to people who already play Kanal, like a lot of them. Whereas No Jumper, it's like they just have a massive audience and they're getting a ton of new people into it, which is cool. And I hope that more of that happens, honestly. Yeah, okay.
0: right. Yeah, if it's funny. If you look at the economic community, if you look at an event, there are people from every background you can imagine, you know? Mm-hmm. You have like the goody two shoe suburban kids, you have the skater kids the stoner kids you have the dreadlocks
1: uh mm-hmm. you have
0: the random moms that are with their sons playing it's much different than a uh a basketball tournament you know or mm-hmm. or any other kind of sports tournament or sports sporting event it's it's really just i mean we all have to have something in common whether mm-hmm. it's like our biology or just how we were raised you know it, it i mean we all have some um weird thing in us that makes us want to play this wooden toy and get better at it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see, see kind of where it goes. And,
1: uh, Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I hope that Kanama blows up a little bit more. I, it'd be really cool to see that happen. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it has a lot of value.
0: Yeah. Um, all right Jacob well that's I think all the, the you know things I wanted to touch on with you um, is there anything specifically that you wanted to to have a conversation about I mean we've obviously had talked in the past um, anything that you were you know planning on talking about or anything that you wanted to add
1: uh, not specifically but now that I think of it what what are your plans with Lotus moving forward
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, I guess for the people listening to this podcast, I didn't introduce myself at the beginning. I'll probably include some kind of like introduction segment. Um, but I'm Isaac Turner. Uh, so I've been playing Kandama for four to five years now. I, uh, am the owner of Lotus Kandamas, uh, which started up back in, uh, September, August, September of 2019. Um, and, Dude, as of now, I mean, you know, we have two kanamas out, we have two designs, we have one shape mm-hmm. um, and it's just basically what, you know, a natural growth uh, for a kanamic company, you know, getting more shapes in, getting more designs in mm-hmm. um, also expanding to apparel. We had uh, some shirts that were being sold, but uh, you know, just, just kind of expanding just like any other kanamic company would. Um, But I, uh, I'm really excited for it. You know, I, I, uh, I'm excited to see where kind of Lotus goes. I mean, I, I'm just kind of like you where I randomly found Kanama and then I really quickly just, uh, figured that this is like going to be a huge part of my life, you know? And that Mm -hmm. took me to, uh, 2019 where I decided to kind of move forward more and start up a, you know, Lotus like you did with Cobra. Mm -hmm. Um, but. That's
1: yeah. My plans. Um, cool. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, for sure.
1: Do you have any, uh, any like specific new plans coming up soon or like what's like anything that the people listening to this can look forward to or anything like that?
0: Good question. I appreciate you, you looking out for me. Um, so, well, I hope an NAKO happens. Uh, I mean, it, it is going to happen, right? It's, it's either going to be online or, or in person. I'm hoping it's in person if the safety stuff goes okay with, you know, the city of Minneapolis or the state of Minnesota, whatever, you know, handles that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so we have a restock of sacreds coming up uh, this Friday. Um, so that's really soon. And then we have blooms restock of those coming in uh, July uh, and those are the two designs that we currently have. So they're going to be restocked, obviously going to be restocked forever. Uh, but other than that, we should, I, I'm planning to get some new designs in for NAKO. So that's the, uh, that's the goal here is to get, some, get something new, um, and, and release it. Uh, but then also, you know, building our team, um, right now we have Franta over in, uh, Czechia who's slaying every day, posting tons of clips. Uh, super creative guy. It's really fun to watch, um, and you know, obviously, with any other Kanama company, just building up the team there um, on that front. But uh, yeah, that's the plan so far.
1: Cool. I mean, you guys have like the coolest designs. I know everybody that I like show the Lotus Kanamas to really like the designs, and it's one of the only only designs that girls really like too. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. My girlfriend stole one of my lotuses. <laughs>
0: Did she? Okay. Yeah, uh, I'll take that as a compliment. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: I mean, I. You know, I just want to be very open that I couldn't do anything without uh, everybody that's currently in the Kanama scene. You know, when it comes to players, but especially companies, Sweets, Kusa, Chrome, Soul. I mean, every. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool how uh, technically we're competing, but we're also like it's just, everyone's completely open. You know, they all have the goal to spread Kanama love and everyone understands that new companies coming onto the scene, there's room for them. Um, and, and all it means is, is that advantage is going to be benefiting everyone. There's going to be new players coming in because of that company, uh, which is just going to benefit the community more, which everyone's focused on. And I, I mean, that's definitely unique for me to look at, uh, a community like that, but it's, it's, you know, amazing to be a part of, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a cool community. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: All right, Jacob. Nice talking to you, man. Um, Appreciate the info and uh, have a good rest of your week. Stay safe. It's a pretty crazy time right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know you're kind of like out of the way from Minneapolis, but uh, yeah, yeah, man. Good talking to you. Yeah. Good talking to you too. Thanks for having me. All right. See you, man. Bye-bye.